Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another Ask Zach. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me. Hope you are doing well. Um, merch just came in, so I had ordered uh, a shirt right off the bat. Of course, everything kind of got backed up with all the insanity going on. You know, shipping and everything's shut down. So, anyway, I promise not to do this every episode, but I am going to show off my. Uh, Ask Zach shirt. Uh, it it actually kind of almost blends in with the with the strat today, which is <laughs> kind of funny. But uh, anyway, I want to thank everyone that has uh, picked up a shirt or a mug. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you're interested, you can just go to askzach.com. All right, enough of that. Uh, today we're going to answer the question: What are strats for? And I know I'm kind of being silly in that, but uh, I guess the reason it's somewhat silly is, uh, you know, I'm such a Telecaster guy. I mean, this is what, episode 29 or something like that, or 30, and um, except for an episode where I played acoustic and another one where I played my mandolin, uh, it's it's been all Telecasters, so various ones, whether it's my Paisley Bill Crook or the uh, Kabiki with the B-Bender on it, or the Danocaster, or the old uh, 67, you know, Tele. Uh, those are what I play a lot. I'm a Telecaster guy. I'm kind of dyed in the wool. However, my second choice, if I'm not playing a Tele, is a Strat. Uh, I probably, the Strat was probably the first guitar I really you know, wanted and, uh, and really got into, um, I can uh, remember buying my first electric guitar 
and uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll back up. My first like good, my first electric guitar I only had for a couple of days. It was a Squire, made in Japan, uh, Tele, that was black with a maple neck and a white pit guard. Really cool looking. But uh, at the time, I had myself so psyched out that electric guitars were evil. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and so I ended up uh, taking it back to the store I bought it at and got an Ovation uh, Balladeer, uh, you know, acoustic with a pickup that was the slim body with the cutaway, which was really kind of funny because... You know, in the 1980s, you know, ovations were the guitars of like the hair bands and all that stuff. I mean, that's what you saw all those guys playing, like the Bon Jovi and stuff like that. But anyway, so the first uh, electric guitar that I actually bought and kept for a while was a Squire uh, made in Japan Strat. It was white with a maple neck and it had their, I can't remember if it was a System 1 or System 3 tremolo, but it was one that had fine tuners and it had a locking nut on it. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I played that. Then I had a, uh, uh, then I went to work at that music store. It was called The Music Man and it was in Kingsville, Texas. And I went to work for there, I worked there. And I remember being able to buy an American Standard Strat at dealer cost. And I still have the original invoice. And so the the full retail on it at that point was $700, which of course seems really inexpensive for an American-made Strat. It was $700 and so dealer price was around 350 or something like that. So I paid uh, 350 for my first American-made Strat and uh yeah, I was really way into Strats for a long time. Uh, and it wasn't until I got into country music and James Burton and Albert Lee and stuff like that. But originally I was all, you know, you know, way deep into Clapton and Stevie Ray Vaughan. And this is when Stevie Ray Vaughan was still alive. And uh, of course, growing up in South Texas, how could you not love the, the Vaughan brothers? I mean, they were kind of like the, you know, they were the national guitar heroes to a degree. So anyway, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where I start, you know, with strats. And then of course I've, you know, gotten way into tellies and I'm still a, a telly guy at heart, but, uh, I do have a soft spot for strats. So this is a Dano caster that, uh, Dan strain made for me, uh, in 2018. And, uh, it's got his soft V neck on it. And uh, the normal frets that he uses that are like kind of like a little bit shorter than 6105s. Uh, this has an ash body. Uh, I think it uh, the whole guitar weighs seven pounds, about on the dot. Uh, this is faded Inca silver, uh, and you can see it's kind of picking up <laughs> stuff from my shirt and kind of matching with my shirt today. Uh, and then the pickups on it are these are Ron Ellis. 50, 60 fat. Uh, so what these pickups are is a mix of different magnets. So it has softer, you know, kind of more compressed magnets on the hot, on the, uh, on the unwound strings, on the wound strings, it has brighter magnets. And then it has a different type of wire and, and more winds on the back pickup to give it a, uh, a stronger sound, but it's still kind of vintage styled though. It, uh, 
you know, it's kind of a, a departure in the fact that it's got a mix of magnets and, you know, of course, you know, the old strap pickups, there there was no neck or bridge pickup or anything like that. They just had three identical pickups that were put in there. Uh, as far as the wiring, uh, I love the, the Eric Johnson wiring. And that's just where the uh, this tone control, instead of being for the middle pickup, it's for the bridge. And I really think that's essential. Uh, any Strat that I, you know, that I have of, had it wired up that way. I think it's just a great... Uh, wiring scheme. The uh, funnily enough, the uh, the thing that I really uh, one of the few mods that I would do to any strap besides the Eric Johnson wiring would be uh, I would get raw vintage springs. And the reason being is well, I'm going to get to it later talking about floating tremolos and such, but. Those springs make all the difference in the world in the feel of the tremolo, especially if it's floating. It makes it more like a Bigsby and less so kind of off on and exaggerated. And uh, I'm a big, big fan of that. So being a Telecaster guy, um, I want the Strat to be different and I don't want it to just sound different. I want to make it, I want it to make me play differently so that you know I'm playing a telly and whether you're you know playing live with someone or you're in the studio and they're not liking what you're doing and they're needing you hey can you give me something different well if I pick up a strat I'm gonna play differently and reason being is one I have the action a little bit higher than on a telly so I'm not gonna be trying to do the chicken picking thing two I always have the tremolo floating well, it's actually a vibrato, but I always have it floating. And that's because that's really the way these were designed. You know, Leo wanted it to be kind of like scales that would kind of balance themselves out between the tension of the strings and the tension of the springs in the back. So, uh, yeah, so with that, that doesn't allow me to, uh, to do the uh, steel guitar bends and stuff like that, because if you do that, you'll, you know, you'll get this. Ooh. <laughs> that kind of made me sick. Um, yeah. So, of course, when you bend a string, all, everything goes out of tune because it's floating. Now, of course, some people will deck the tremolo, and that's where you have it where it's against the body. But to me, that basically makes the tremolo, um, you know, useless because I can't really get it to stay in tune very well that way. And then also, you don't get up and down movement and uh, to me, I feel like, what's the point? I might as well play a telly. So uh, the other things that I will use a Strat for is usually if I'm going to play slide, I'll play on a Strat. And again, that's because I put the action higher. Secondly, if I'm going to do something like an Ebo or something, you know, you know which on an Ebo, it's really nice to, uh, to put it on the neck pickup and then roll the tone control off. And of course, on a telly, I wire it to where there's no tone control on the on the neck pickup. So that's what uh, you know a strat does for me. Uh, here are some of the you know the sounds. Now at the beginning, I was playing uh, the neck pickup, and uh, and I was going through my uh, the only effect I was using was a Boss uh, DM3, and that's the 
kind of the reverby kind of setting that I talk about in my pedal board episode. So if you're if you want to go back and look at that, do that. But uh, you, know, you get this kind of thing. That's just fun. Uh, you know, again, that delay helps me to uh, to play less notes, and then of course having the uh, the old whammy bar is just really nice to add you know expression and such. Uh, also, I really like uh, I like to uh, you know it's fun to play you know to use the whammy bar like in blues type stuff like something in A. They go. just a, a fun you know expression tool you know and I, and I think it's just so much more useful when you have it uh, floating and again with those raw vintage springs and also having a you know a decent tremolo uh, you know if you've got like I I've had a bunch of different import you know like Japanese or or Chinese or different you know strats that are made some of them will will not have a full-size tremolo block and most of the time, a full-size tremolo block really helps. Uh, the other thing is, I don't think you need to have really fancy saddles. I mean, because the, the old ones are just bent steel. And, uh, I mean, I think these are just goto, you know, bent steel, you know, saddles. And they sound great. Again, you know, these uh, these raw vintage springs make a big difference. And and the reason is, is that they have uh, they have less pull. They have less strength to them. And so that's what gives it a, a smoother feel. And even though I'm using like 10 through 42 on the strings, uh, you still have to have four of these springs on there. And uh, it just it just gives it a nicer feel, you know.
I just, uh, yeah, I, I want that smoother kind of, you know, vibrato sound. And I think that goes along with more of what the old springs were like in, in strats and also kind of the sound that Leo Fender was, uh, you know, was going after. And, uh, you know, oh, I might as well just kind of go through the, the, the different, you know, pickups and what, what this guitar sounds like. So that was, that was obviously the, the neck pickup. So you, let's turn the, uh, got the echo park on there. I'm turning that off. on this thing and of course I, I roll the tone down a little bit to eight instead and so you can still kind of chicken pick on it but because it's floating you have to be really careful about what you do and you have to kind of bend and release real quick so you can go because if you tried to do a steel guitar bend yeah it's doing that again but if you do a quick you know you can get by with those things so it's all about again I want something that'll make me play differently. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of the the sounds of, of this guitar. You know, of course you can put dirt and tremolo and all sorts of stuff on it. And uh, you know, I think the, uh, the business end, you know, of a Strat, you know, on a Tele, of course it's the bridge pickup. On a Strat, it really has a lot of great options. And to me, the three pickups on their own really sound fantastic to me the, uh, the the pickups together you know the what people call the out of phase or notched sound uh i don't like those as much um they uh they kind of lose their impact because it's kind of like you know that's the middle pickup and then if i go to the front two it just kind of it's it's like you dulled the blade <laughs> My opinion or going from the back pickup to I mean again those are great sounds and those notch sounds are really great for uh, you know like the popcorn stuff popcorn type stuff you know that kind of thing which you know they're great at so what are strats for well, for me, a strat is to make me play different. It's to help me in bringing something different to the table when uh, the Telecaster is not working and when the client, boss, friend, or whoever you're playing with is not liking what you're doing. So uh, the one thing I will say, if I was out on tour and if I had a Tele and a strat and that was it, that was all I could carry with me, I would probably deck the tremolo. Uh, reason being is that let's say if the uh, I broke a string on the telly, you know I'd, I'd probably want to still be able to do some steel guitar bends and stuff like that. So, but otherwise I really like the uh, the the floating trim on it and such. So, those are uh, kind of the sounds. Uh, again, I you know love this guitar. Uh, great. Uh, instrument made by Dan and then uh, you know love these uh, Ron Ellis uh, pickups again these are the 5060 fat model uh, 
just for, for giggles. Of course, I'm using my pedal board that I used in the last video that I, that I describe in depth, if you want to find out more about that. Um, using 10, 13, 16, 24, 32, 42 Ernie Ball strings, just nickel plated steel. Still messing with a lot of different strings right now. I am, uh, uh, Keith Williams gave me this, uh, blue chip pick and I'm, uh, I'm really getting seriously addicted to this at first. You know, I, I've, I, I've used it in the last couple videos. So the mandolin video, the picking fingers, the pedal board video, and of course this one, uh, and this is the TPR 35 RB and, uh, I'm seriously liking this pick. And in fact, I, I, I got a couple more, so might be a, a serious illness here. All right. Well, that's enough for today. I hope, uh, hope y'all are doing well, and uh, especially during all this insanity. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzack.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.